You're listening to Sequoia Soul. The world tried to bury us, but it didn't realize we were sequoias. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode here. So I have something a little bit, I don't know if it's different or not, but there were a few things rolling around in my mind over the last few days, and it's mostly kind of birthed from different opinions and feelings that other people are having and things that they're going through. Of course, all of our stories in this whole situation is all fairly different. You know, we're all dealing with this in our own way and we're trying to navigate it. But I have some, I guess, opinions about a few things. And I kind of just wanted to read them from some posts that I have done and some advice that I had given some people because I keep seeing the same type of feelings and situations pop up over and over again. And to me, like I said in the last episode, I am very optimistic and at peace in this time. But yesterday was a little off for me, and it doesn't happen too often anymore. But it used to all the time. So I'm very familiar with, you know, um, like depression oriented thoughts or just a sadness that comes out of seemingly nowhere. Um, I'm very familiar with that. And I've been I've known that feeling my entire life. And I kind of broke free from that around 2011, I believe, Um And basically, I just got to a point where I was so pissed off. I was so over the fact that I was, you know, having these horrible thoughts about myself and that I would have rather have just disappeared. Like, I didn't ever really truly want to kill myself. And I know that's kind of grim right now. Um, And I don't know too many people who actually know too much about this about myself. But, you know... I had ne- I've never really been suicidal, um, but I have always dealt with or struggled with with self hate, self hatred, and so I I just didn't want to live anymore. Not that I wanted to kill myself, and I hope that kind of makes sense. And I know there are some differences, and there are people who are suicidal, and then there are others who just don't want to live anymore, but they don't want to necessarily kill themselves and me being a christian i i know not to like it's just part of uh it's ingrained in me you know so i would never do that i would never like i've hurt myself but i would never go as far as to end myself and i you know um so in that moment it, i was just so overwhelmed with anger because i ha- i was so sick and tired of feeling the way that I was feeling. And I knew it was Satan. I knew it was the enemy because everything in my life was going really well. I had no reason to really feel the way that I was feeling. I had no real reason because I was, I was happy. Everything was happy in my life. It was going well. And, and so there comes a point where you just, sometimes you just feel a certain way. And I know some of you might be saying, well, that's because you probably did have, um, you know, a mental disorder or you had, you had mental health problems. 
Yeah, well, I went, you know, when I was 18, I went and I was diagnosed with depression and they put me on medication. Now, personally for me, that stuff, it just doesn't work for me. Like I I don't like it. I've never been a medication person and I haven't been since then either. And so I know and I, I recognize and I understand that medication really does work for, for a lot of people and, and it doesn't work for many more. Like it, it just, it really just depends. And so whenever we're talking about medication, you know, we have to consider some things before we just jump into things. There are many layers to the reasons why we feel a certain way or we're going through something. Medication doesn't have to be the answer for everything, but I understand wholly and completely that medication is also a gift and it's a blessing and it really can help in many situations. Some of us can't even properly detox from heavy metals. And some of us can't, you know, process or properly break down certain medications or vaccines. And it's really important for us to understand that, that going into something, we don't always have to have, you know, a medication be the answer. And we don't always need a diagnosis for every situation. But I I do understand and I do believe that there are situations where we do need an answer like a diagnosis so that we could properly, you know, take care of it. But in my situation, in this particular, you know, um, scenario that I went through, I was 18 and I was diagnosed with depression, even though I was 18, (laughs) you know, um, and I know that could be severe for other people, but you know, some people, they get diagnosed with something and it's inaccurate or they take a medication and it starts a whole kind of, you know, domino effect, if you will, of further diagnoses because they had a reaction to something and now they're acting, you know, a certain way that, comes off as another disorder. And so I think that is what I'm kind of always aware of is that the our chemistry, our body chemistry, our you know, our mentality, everything has to be considered and you know, um anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about medication. <laughs> so this whole thing is to say <laughs> that it's just really important for us to lean on God so we can have, you know, um, some insight into who we are as individuals and what's going on around us and really starting to understand and pay attention to what we are discerning. Draw closer to the Lord so that your discernment can grow and so that you know the difference between your fears and your worries and what God is really truly saying to you. So the closer that we get with the Lord, the the more clear his voice becomes. And so I don't know why I shared that. I don't know if somebody <laughs> needs to hear that, but I was not planning on sharing that part. But, you know, it, in 2011, finally, you know, I got so upset about it because I was happy and I knew the enemy was trying to, t- to attack me. And so... I got bold and I got courageous and I I was just crying and crying. And it was like two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, and I was just pissed and I was yelling at Satan. I was yelling like out loud. And 
and I was I was praying in tongues. I was yelling. I was praying out loud. I was speaking life into the situation. I was taking back my authority. I was taking back my my power and I felt empowered by the Lord. This is like this whole new shift in identity. I was able to see who I was and it was just like a whole transformation. From that point on, I no longer had a depression issue until I had my son. And that brings me to a really important thing that I want to highlight, and that is when the enemy tries to pick you apart piece by piece. It's in those times where the enemy is plotting to steal the joy that you have created, that you have stepped into, that you have accumulated since you were delivered. And so one of the things that he does is he tries to force a new perspective and make sure that I focus on all the bad. And those of you guys who know me, you know that I'm a a really optimistic person. Like I'm fairly optimistic, I would say. And also I'm, I'm pretty realistic, but in a happy way, if that makes any sense. Like I'm not a doom and gloom, but I'm well aware of the evils of the world and I've cried months about it and all of that. But I don't live there. Like I don't live in the in the pits. I don't live in the sorrow of the world, but I I know it and I acknowledge it. And so I know when the when the enemy tries to come in, he tries to get my focus on those things. Well, so I have been, you know, delivered of depression, but I, what I didn't realize was that after I had my son, I truly believe I went into postpartum depression and I wasn't sure of it until a few months into it. And I questioned it and I was just kind of like observing. And then I found myself not really observing anymore, not really paying attention too much to what I was actually doing. And then I, one day I woke up and I looked around and the Lord said, look around at your house. Is this the house of a a happy person? Is this the house of someone who has hope? And I, I took a step back and I was just like, no, it's not like I'm super, super sad. And I don't know why, because there's no reason two kids and an amazing husband And I get to be a stay-at-home mom. What in the world is there to be down about? And it was just the the heaviness of being a mother in the worrisome sense, like all the worries of of and all of the what ifs of being a mother and having something happen to your children or whatever. Like trying to be a good, perfect mother. All of those things were weighing on me. And then I, on top of it, just felt unseen and unheard and over overshadowed, overlooked. Um, comparison started to set in. And I just, you know, I, I recognized it finally. And it took the Lord telling me that what I was staring at in my house, like how I was living and conducting my day, was postpartum depression. And there are severities of 
of postpartum depression. And, you know, it, it really depends on the type of person you are too. You know, what, how do you normally handle life? And so when someone who is very naturally just sad or they've had a rough childhood and they haven't been able to even get through it, like mentally they haven't sifted through it or they blame themselves or there's a lot of shame and guilt and then they have kids and they have postpartum depression, that is going to be, that could be a recipe for disaster if they don't, if they don't recognize it and get help. And so here I am when I recognized mine and the Lord, you know, pointed it out to me, which he may have tried to before I just wasn't looking. And so when he did, it was a year in and and I knew it. Like once he said it, I, I felt it. I knew that that was what was happening. And it was from that point where I felt a release. Like I, I haven't felt that. I haven't felt that depression or anything like that. It honestly was like a, a flip of the switch, <laughs> which is funny because everybody is posting on TikTok the whole flip the switch thing. <laughs> Those are really funny. <laughs> I just flipped the switch, flip, flip. And it's just, <laughs> it's just this like old grandpa in a skirt and like a halter top or something. Oh my gosh, people are so funny. Anyway, okay, where was I? Yes. <laughs> so I didn't even realize it on my own. Like the Lord had to tell me. He He's the one who pointed it out. He's He's the one who made me realize what was actually happening. He told me what I was dealing with for an entire year, and I didn't even really acknowledge it until then. And it was at that point where he took it away. And I, you know, I acknowledged it and I prayed and I, I just asked him to take it. And the next day it was gone. It was like, there was hope again. And so I'm telling you guys this if you, any of you guys have stuck around long enough, I'm telling you guys this because of the hope aspect. Like when you're in a deep state of depression, when you have a ton of anxiety, when you are just filled with worry, where is the hope? Where is your hope? Where does it lie right now? There is, is a direction that you can go in your life if you just stop, take a look, zoom out, and you would find hope in a certain specific area of your life. What is the hope in your life? Where does it come from? Like, is it buried beneath a bunch of stuff? Is it hidden away in the corner? You know, there we have hope. We just have to refocus and reposition ourselves to receive it and, you know, to have that vision back again, because it's in that state of vision and hope that we can take that next step to really um, become free of this. You know, we're dealing with a lot of anxious, panicked, worried, fearful people right now. And that is not necessarily okay in the long run, but it's okay. You're human. Like we're human. We're going to feel these things initially. There are going to be days where we're going to feel fine, maybe very happy and peaceful and whatever. And then there's going to be, be days where we're going to feel that deep darkness, that heaviness. And the, the thing that we have to ask ourselves is what are we going to do 
with it because with every crisis, there is an opportunity. We already know it comes in um, the name. We already know that with a crisis, there is going to be problems of of many sorts of in different avenues. We already know. So with a crisis, we already know that there's going to be problems. Um, there's going to be fear and panic sometimes, but what we don't focus on and what we should be focusing on the most is that there are tons of opportunity out there. There are a ton and we have to be able to get to a point where we can actually see that or else we're going to be living in the shadow of, you know, all the panic of the world. I don't want to be susceptible to the world. I want it to be reversed. Like I want to have an impact on the world. I don't want the world to impact me so heavily that it, you know, reflects back and trickles down to my kids. That's just not going to happen. And I refuse to have it happen. And so I guess what I'm trying to say here before I, uh, I haven't even gotten into my message, but, um, what I'm trying to say is we need to figure out where that hope, that love, that joy comes from. And it comes from the Lord. And there's some part of you where it's easily accessible. So for me, I listen to worship music. I listen to sermons. That's a really big one. And I will listen to the Bible. All of these things help me get to a point of hope. That's where my hope lies. And there are different things. Um, Uh, sometimes it's going out in nature, going out in the sun. The Lord has always told me, if you want to find me, go outside and, and, and go find me in nature. And he always speaks to me. He's always showing me things. There's so many messages in, in the world, in the earth, in nature that, uh, we just need to take a step outside once in a while and be ready to receive that and see it. And so this is the direction that I hope to take you guys. You know, I have a lot of things to say. I have, I have so many things to say and, you know, I just, I don't want to overburden you and, and, you know, just like word vomit all over you guys. But the main thing is to focus on hope and find that hope so that we can take a step forward and we can start changing the atmosphere rather than, you know, um, being weighed down by the heaviness of it. And, you know, to give your, you guys some, you know, perspective and understanding, you have to stop and, and think and understand and know that as a country and as a world, we have been through so many things, many worse things, actually. And it was, it's all been something that we have been able to get through, get past. We've learned from it for the most part. And this too is temporary. We're going to get through this. We really, really will. It's a great shakening of our nations, of the world. It's a great awakening that comes after the shaking. You know, people need to be shaken awake. This whole thing is allowing us to take a step back and be with our families or, you know, to, to reevaluate the things that we have going on in our lives, to do things we haven't been able to do. And you know, maybe even remember or um, reframe the dreams that we had going into 2020. We've already kind of forgotten about them. And maybe we should pick those back up and and try to form some sort of goals and a bigger vision for 2020, even in the midst of this chaos. 
so we're we're in this problem crisis time but we will get through it because there's always opportunity and with opportunity and with with humanity in general i mean we are very innovative we see there are so many people who are already working and doing the best that they can to make the best out of this situation. And it's a beautiful thing. And if you have not seen that, you're focusing on the wrong things because there are, there's great movement going on and going forward, you know, we're going to get through this, but going forward there, you know, this isn't the last problem that this nation or this world's going to face. And so it's important to realize that so that the pressure could be lifted off of you. So we're not, you don't need to demand so much of yourself in this time. Like you don't have to have so much control over everything because um, problems in the world are kind of inevitable. And so that goes back to the beginning when I was talking about having a relationship with the Lord. You lean on him and he's going to give you inside information and it's a beautiful thing. And so I want to go ahead and and wrap this up and I'll have a part two to this because I don't want to throw everything at you right now, but I want you to write out a list of all of the, all of the problems that you have overcome. What are all of the things, all of the, the struggles that you've gone, gone through, whether financially or emotionally and mentally, physically, what are the things that you have gone through? That is your promise. That's your reminder of where you've been and what you've gone through and the, the promise of power and authority that the Lord has given you over situations. You've made it through. And so you can apply what we've learned or what you've learned in your past, what you've learned from other people or your own situations and, and use it to your advantage to get through this time because it's, it's the things that we've been through and the things that we've learned and, and all of those things and that has shaped us into the person that we are. And we can continue to use those things just like we're going to use the way we feel and what we learn now for the future. Like this is going to shape, help shape us in our mentality and our emotional state. Things are going to change and it doesn't have to be for, for the bad. So write out that list and let it be a reminder of all the things that you've overcome. Then write out a list of all of your current fears and I want you to take a look at them. And I want you to read them aloud and then speak life into each and every one. What is the life that you can speak into for each thing that you're, you know, you're struggling with right now? What is the thing that would help? What's the solution? And so I encourage you to do that because hopefully it's going to be a very eye-opening experience. Um, exercise for you. And quite frankly, it's a prophetic exercise. You know, you're, you're speaking life into these situations, which provides hope for your future. And so I encourage you to do that. And I hope that, you know, if you do this, if you, if you do this online, tag me and I would love to see your transformations. I'd love to see your stories. And I want to see videos of you speaking life into, you know, your problems right now. And 
and then take that paper and just toss it. Um, my cousin actually, I think she had a girl, a girl's talk meeting and she told the girls, I believe it was, she told the girls to write out a list of their fears and then burn it or throw it away. Do the same thing. That's a perfect thing to do. It's so prophetic. And then you get to step into this new, new identity, this new, um, shift in your authority and power because you have authority and power over the things that you have overcome. Don't ever forget that. And the enemy is going to try to get you to forget that as many times as he possibly can. And if depression and anxiety are the things that you are facing right now, you need to be able to talk about it with other people. You need to Say the things that you are going through out loud, because whenever we say those things out loud, we tend to see the holes in our stories that we're we're telling ourselves. You know, there's a whole there's a whole story that we have created and that we are trying to convince ourselves of. And one of the things that we can totally do is take that story and have it play back to us. And we do that by speaking it, like tell your story, tell what you're currently feeling, speak it out loud. Because most of the time, whenever we are saying things out loud and we're talking things over with someone who has a different perspective, we get to understand how we're feeling. We get to ask those questions that need to be questioned. We get to address things that maybe haven't been addressed before. So I really recommend talking it out. Like, don't keep it to yourself. There's no need. There's no no reason to try to do this all by yourself. Um, you know, how is it working for you so far? Are you, are you getting the results that you're wanting by keeping it locked in? You know, there are different ways that you don't have to tell a bunch of a, a bunch of people. Just choose one or two people who you trust to hash this out with or what you can do. What I like to do also is to type it out. I will oftentimes write out or type out how I'm feeling just because I've been writing since the sixth grade and it just, it helps. It's like a, it's a therapy. Like, I mean, it's kind of like whenever you want to send a text to really tell someone how you feel and like (laughs) maybe even put them in their place. And then by the end of it, you don't even want to press send because you got it all out of you. That's exactly how this is. And so when we get to a place where we better understand how we're feeling, then we get to see how truly severe it is or not. Like, am I being rational about this? And what are the next steps? How can I change my mindset? How can I shift my heart? Does gratitude have a huge place in it? Like, does that help? Yes. I I truly believe like a heart of gratitude, thankfulness is a huge transformational tool, but you, you're positioning yourself to find the answers is basically what I'm trying to say is talk it out. You'll find the answers that you need. Pray about it. Write that list 
These are the things, the practical things that you can do to slowly or hopefully a little bit faster get yourself out of this hole that you feel that you're in. You feel stuck. You feel um, helpless and hopeless. You're, You're anxious and you have depression or you're very sad. I want you to to do these things so that you can finally start to gain some momentum to get out of it, you know, to give you some hope to get out of it, to go in the right direction and finally put this whole feelings thing that we're probably, frankly, really sick and tired of feeling behind us. So please um, reach out to me if you need to. I will. I would love to hash things out with you. I would love to help you in any way that I can because I live for this stuff. I really do. And so just a reminder, this is part one of two, possibly three. So keep an eye out for that because I have some other things I want to kind of piggyback off of this whole topic. Um, But right now I'm going to go ahead and transition into a prayer. Um, So Jesus, I just ask that you would pour out your blessing upon us. I, I plead your blood over you know, all of us listening right now and that you, you would start to infiltrate our thinking and our hearts and, and you would just correct us and help us in, in the, this time of uncertainty. And one of the things that Lord, you, you showed me is that there is a, there's a difference between uncertainty and instability. There, there is the rock, which is you, Jesus, who is the stable one. You are the foundation and you are stable even in uncertain times. And so right now, I just ask that you would minister to us and Holy Spirit, that you would come upon us and you would just speak life into us and guide us, help us to see the things that we have previously been able or not been able to see because of the blinders that we had on. And I just pray for clarity and hope and vision and that you you would just pour your love out and your peace and we could come together as uh, the body of Christ and, and start, you know, really stepping into our authority as Christians and that we could step into this place where we can impact other people and we can help guide um, the way that, you know, the emotions of our society are going, that we as, as believers in you, Jesus, that we could transform the atmosphere of this country and that we could speak life into it and take action upon the, the, the things that you have called us to do. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you you would expel all fear, worry, doubt, all anxiety right now. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would just make the enemy flee. We know that you have won the battle. You are winning, Lord, which means we are winning. And, and I just pray that we have dreams and visions of your love and, and of the things that you would have us do. And I thank you so much, Lord. I thank you for everything. I thank you for this rare, beautiful time, this precious time. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.